Not the best way to start a tour of Australia, where uh, the Australians beat the Black Caps by a massive 296 runs. We're joined now by head coach of the Black Caps, Gary Stead. Gary, welcome to the program. Not an ideal way to start. No, it's not. I mean, we were we were beaten by a very strong Australian side. Um, not all things went our way in this match, and, and it started with the toss, and, and, and sort of uh, it was always going to get tougher and tougher to bat on. But there's still some positives from my perspective that I think we can pull from the game, albeit we didn't get the, the win that we wanted. We'll touch on those shortly, Gary. Do you think the toss is way too influential in day-night test cricket? Um, well, it wouldn't be if, if we'd bowled perhaps Australia out on that first day, but... I mean, when you come to conditions here, the, they don't really seem as much as what, what it does in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, look, we, we, we couldn't get enough wickets on that first day to, I guess, bat in the sunlight um, on, the, on the second day. And, and Australia, I guess, took advantage from there. And then with the heat that it was. And it's, unless you're over here, it's hard to, to sort of really understand it. It's 40-plus degrees, and then you put probably six or seven degrees on in the middle of the... Um, of the stadium as well, then those cracks appeared pretty quickly and, and made batting um, quite difficult at times. So you win the toss and reverse the situation. Would that have put you in a better position? I'm not saying... Yeah, it, it would have. I'm not saying it would have necessarily changed the match. I, I don't know that. No one will ever know that. But um, I, I think if you get a good score on, on the board in that first innings, and it significantly um, makes it easier with when the wickets crack up and... and tends to do funnier things at the back end of the game. We're joined by Gary Stead, head coach of the Black Caps after the resounding loss. You mentioned just at the start there that there was stuff you could work on. What are those positives that you pick out of it? I thought both uh, Tim Southey and and Neil Wagner in particular were were absolutely outstanding with their performance. Really lion-hearted type performance when we lost Lockie Ferguson. Um, and on that in that uh, second session of the game with with injury, and that's that's unfortunately the um, things that happen in, in cricket at times, and one of the anomalies of our game that you can't replace someone when they're clearly injured. But um, I thought those guys were were great. Both bowled around 60 overs, so we'll certainly have to manage them in, in the next um, the next three or four days and make sure that they they get the rest and readiness for that for the next test as well. Um, I thought Ross Taylor batted really, really well, as well under lights uh, on that on that first day, and we showed glimpses of um, getting partnerships started. But we just need to find ways to do that for longer to to combat the um, to combat the, a very, very good Australian attack. How much was it the fact that Mitchell Stark was absolutely on fire as opposed to what New Zealand batsmen provided? What, what ground can you make up there? Well, I think I think Mitchell Stark's a quality. Test bowler, and he has been for a, for a period of time now. He, he's had a few injury things in the past that have probably held him back. But when you're a left arm bowler, bowls somewhere in the mid 140s, and you're tall and get bounced like him, it's going to be a handful on on any wicket we play on. And you couple that with, I guess, the extra steep bounce that the uh, that the Perth wicket does provide, then it makes it for a, for a real challenge. And I mean, you see the number of his dis- dismissals are most caught caught down the leg side off gloves that just shows the extra bounce and that 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 we certainly weren't used to but we also managed to get some wickets that way as well as far um as the replacements are concerned this is something you guys are looking at lucky ferguson's coming home i believe how far down the track are you to naming that replacement and what are you looking in that batsman bowler what are your priorities there 
Um, Lockie will return tomorrow back to New Zealand and will name a replacement um, in the next 24 hours. Uh, it will be a bowling replacement. And what are you looking to around that? Well, just, I mean, we guys that that are in the, I guess, New Zealand Day setup who um, are fit and ready to go and who might provide a point of difference as well. So, um, I mean, you, you probably assume with the squad that we had that that person will be a backup player, not, necess- not necessarily a frontline starter, but that's, uh, that's just something we'll work through. We're, we've got about nine or ten days now until the, the next Test match starts. So there's a bit of a, a game, I guess, um, that we that we have as well in Melbourne that we can play guys in and see where they're at. And, and I know some of the bowlers that bowled in this Test match probably won't feature in that game. And what about Trent's well-being? How far along is he? Trent's going really well. Um, look, he's he was probably four or five days away from being ready for that test match. And uh, for us, the, the decision that was made was more about the, the long-term um, future of Trent against the, the potentially higher risk of him playing in Perth and re-injuring and then maybe being out for a much longer period. So... Uh, I guess we took the conservative approach with with him around that, and and I mean, yeah, we'd love Trent to be able to play. He, he's got a wonderful pink ball record, but his body just wasn't quite ready for it. You've got a, a warm up match mid tour. How handy would it have been a warm up match actually to start the tour off? Do you feel a little ambushed without that, Gary? Oh, not necessarily. I mean, we'd come off two very hard Test matches uh, and against um, England as well. And again, we weighed up the, the opportunity of a, of potentially playing um, matches versus some uh, time uh, time at home. Perth also, I mean, it's it's not always the easiest part, part to get to. We had a few travel difficulties, so um, with, with a number of our guys getting over here with a cancelled flight. So, yeah, it might have been if we could have an extra day or two perhaps at the start of the tour, but whether we played on match or not, I'm not sure would have been made any significance to the to the result of this match. Jeet Ravel continued his long struggle uh, opening the innings. What happens with his position now? Uh, well, like all positions, we'll just, we'll, I mean, it's only the first half of the test. We'll talk through uh, what our options are. And, of course, Jeet staying at the top and, and getting some runs is, is definitely one of those options still as well. So one of the things I think that's been... Um, I guess a hallmark of this team over a while is we, we don't, I guess, jump with knee-jerk reactions as, as well. So there'll be a number of batters, um, not just Jeep, who, who will be disappointed with their output in this last Test match, who will, will want to, I guess, rectify that. You take into account that the long run of poor form or just that particular Perth match when you're evaluating his position in the side, Gary? No, I think you look at you look at it all. I mean, you look at over a period of time. If it was just about one match, then you could change the the team all the time. And it's certainly something that I'm not sure is healthy uh, if, if you have a, a revolving door policy. So what we have to do is work out the, whether the time is right to make change or whether we're going to keep backing Jeep to, to do the the role that he's I guess selected for. Do you have a ready-made replacement on tour or not? You're bringing a bowler in, obviously, to cover for Ferguson, which is why I asked that question. But is there someone there who can take up the reins should you decide that Jeep maybe is at the end of the line for, for this tour anyway? Well, we have batting cover on the tour and Tom Blundell, so um, if, if there was a change to be made, uh, you could do that. I'm not I'm not sure when you come to Australia and you're going to be thrown in the 
the cauldron of facing these guys in their home conditions that anyone can be absolutely ready and prepared for it. Um, but we rate we rate Tom Blundell as well as a replacement, and that's why he's on this on this tour to cover batting positions. You, you mentioned before about not being able to replace a player with injury during the match. You, you can do with a concussed man, but not so with a guy yeah. in Lockie's case. Do you think that needs to be looked at again? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I, I imagine one of the reasons why it's not done is because the ICC they don't want to open up a can of worms with people exploiting the system, but. Clearly, him and, and Hazelwood both had significant injuries that, that didn't allow them to bowl. And um, will it ever change? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a guy that makes those decisions. But you see, in most other sports, if you want a truly a fair battle, then you have, I guess, 11 on 11 or 15 on 15 that are that are playing. So it's something that I'd certainly encourage the ICC to keep investigating and thinking about um, and having discussions with, because it, it certainly puts a. Um, a, a bigger strain on, on the resources that you do have.